Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Fat Chat. I'm Lori Boxer, Weight No More Diet Center. I want to talk today about what, unfortunately, too many dieters go through. As if, um, you know, making a decision to finally make a change with their with their diet and eating habits, you know, in order to lose weight isn't hard enough for them. Uh, they often have to deal, uh, you know, with two other things. Number one, they find it difficult to say no when food is being pushed on them. And secondly, uh, they learn that there are those in their circles who won't take no for an answer. I want to give you two scenarios, and I want you to consider whether they refer to you either as the pusher or the addict, okay? Pusher. Here, try this. Addict. No, thanks. Pusher. Are you sure? Addict. Yes, thank you. Pusher. Oh, come on. You're doing great in your diet. You can have one little piece. Addict. No, really, I'm sure. Thank you. Second scenario, pusher. Aren't you going to have any dessert? Addict. No, dinner was enough. I'm full. Thanks. Pusher. My cheesecake not good enough for you anymore? Addict. No, I know it's delicious, but no, no, thanks really at this time. Pusher. Well, you'll have to take some home, okay? Addict. No, thanks for the offer, but I'll pass. Or, there's only one donut left. Want it? Or, you've lost enough weight. You need to put on a few pounds. Or, oh, come on, I only serve this once a year at holiday time. You can get back on track tomorrow. The word addict in these scenarios might be a bit strong uh, because, of course, not everyone who is trying hard to lose or control weight is a food addict. However, anyone who doesn't take no for an answer is most definitely a pusher. In the above scenarios uh, that I just read off to you, the addict stays the course, stood his or her ground. However, in my experience, um, you know, with new clients that I'm first getting to know, that is often not the case early on in their weight loss program. The clients tell me how, you know, as, as they've always done, they gave into the will of the pusher and were immediately angry at themselves, followed immediately by disappointment, not only in themselves, but in the action of the pusher. And this is why I always ask clients, especially, you know, heading into a weekend, um, if they have any plans that include meals outside their own, you know, controlled kitchen environment, and in particular, as, you know, whether they're going to be guests at someone else's home, because I want to be able to help them to plan in advance. And of course, you know, different situations require different planning. So today, I just, I just want to focus today on one situation that comes up a lot. Um, what do you do when you have plans to be a guest at the home of a friend or a family member? Okay, the answer is simple. Okay, no ifs, ands, or buts. You got to call that person. And if they don't already know that you're trying to lose weight or manage your weight loss, and let's face it, most close friends and family members, you know, the people that we see and talk with all the time, they do know. Be candid with them. Tell them, you know, you're working very hard to make a diet slash lifestyle change for your health and happiness, uh, that you don't want them to go out of their way to cook something entirely different for you, but that, you know, you just want to plan ahead so you'll, you'd like to know what they're planning to serve. In almost every case, the host or the hostess will be very, very gracious. They will appreciate, you know, the effort you made in calling them and they'll be very glad that you did and they will want to accommodate you as a guest in their home in any way they can, even if it means for example, okay, maybe they'll have to make one piece of chicken or steak, you know, without the wad of butter on top, 
especially for you. Maybe they'll have to put, you know, one piece in the oven rather than deep frying it on the stove as they're planning to do for everybody else. Or maybe they set aside a small potato to bake for you in the oven instead of, um, you know, the mashed potatoes that they're going to be serving for everybody else. Additionally, a, a gracious, supportive host will not mind if, again, this is an ex- just an example, will not mind if you bring, you know, say you're going to bring a, a low-fat roll or an English muffin, okay, or a couple of slices of low-fat cheese to put on the hamburgers that they will be grilling, you know, or, you know putting on the barbecue. Or they won't mind if you bring a, a large, you know, mixed green or a garden salad so that you have you know that you have a healthier veg, veg, you know, vegetable option to the, to the creamy, cheesy, and uh, mayonnaise potato and macaroni salads that they're going to be serving. Uh, they won't mind if you're going to bring um, you know, a bowl of fresh fruit salad. So you have a dessert option uh, to all the fattening cakes, cookies, and pies that they're going to be uh, displaying or that other people will be bringing. I mean, some people are hesitant to say no to their host because, you know, as clients have told me, you know, I didn't want to hurt their feelings or I didn't want to be the only person not eating that, you know, whatever that might be. Really? As I tell my clients, you know, screw that. Friends and family should care about you and they're certainly expected to support your reference. So don't worry about hurting their feelings. How about being more concerned with the fact that they're a pusher, okay? And they are the ones that are doing the hurting. The very fact that they cannot or will not take no for an answer two or three times, okay? The fact that they refuse to see or don't care how uncomfortable you are becoming, you know, means that the fourth time that they try to push something on you and you have, and you say, and you're trying to back off, the fourth time that they do that requires a very different response, you know, such as, you know, what part of no don't you understand or was I not clear enough the first three times I said no? And of course, look, obviously best done in private if possible, of course, you know, but if not, you know, remember that whoever else might hear you say that to this, to this pusher, they'll, they'll be the same people who heard you decline politely multiple times, yet still be pressured by this host or hostess to do something that you clearly did not want to do. Okay? It is not you who should be ashamed or, or embarrassed, it is the pusher who will be, make no mistake, you know, folks, listen, there's no difference, as far as I'm concerned, there is no difference at all between a food pusher or an alcohol or drug pusher, none. The longer period of time after a person has lost weight and is maintaining a changed lifestyle, okay, the longer they do that, or the longer a person has been clean and sober, let's say, the stronger they do become, and the easier it is to uh, decline and or walk away from a bad situation or temptation. That's true. However, as any addict will tell you, they work very hard to fight it always. I mean, damn, I still get an urge every now and then, you know, for a cigarette. And I stopped a two-pack-a-day habit, you know, back in September of 1980. So if you were hosting a lunch or a dinner at your home and you knew someone, you know, in your circles had um, a certain food allergy or had to eat gluten-free or even somebody that was a newly recovering, you know, alcoholic, let's say. I mean, wouldn't you go out of your way to accommodate them? I mean, I know I would. Wouldn't you perhaps even not wait for them to call you? Wouldn't you consider initiating contact, you know, to tell that uh, guest uh, with the gluten allergy to feel free to bring their own bread or to ask, you know, what gluten-free bread they, they, they keep at home? Uh, so you could maybe go out and buy some of that bread and have them go home with the rest. Or wouldn't you um, make sure that in addition to the wine you might be serving, 
that you have on hand, perhaps a bottle or two of, say, some alcohol-free sparkling cider uh, for the person who can't drink any alcohol. Wouldn't you let your other guests know um, that there will be someone present that has a very bad peanut allergy, for example? So any desserts that they may be inclined to bring, you know, must not at all contain any traces of peanuts. I mean, I choose to believe that anybody listening to this right now would absolutely make those efforts, go out of their way to do so. I know I, I, I do. So if you are working very hard to lose or maintain your weight loss, always put yourself at the top of the priority list. Never let anyone undermine your goals. And importantly, never give up what you want to achieve for what somebody else wants you to do in the moment. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's podcast, you can email me at info at fatchatpodcast.com, or you can send a Twitter message uh, to either at waitnomoredc or at listen to fat chat. If you would like to keep up with all the good stuff we do and info we provide, you can visit our website at weightnumberdietcenter.com. You can sign up uh, there for, uh, we have a free monthly electronic newsletter, and you can also receive my weekly podcasts uh, via email as well. Until next week, I'm Lori Boxer, Weight Number Diet Center, and remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. Slim feels.